right, all right, all right. What is up? What is going on? Welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror. Thanks for tuning in and checking us out. Uh, my name is Mike. I'll be your host, as always. And before we jump into tonight's episode, I should say to you listeners, good evening. And we have a jam-packed episode, so why don't I get our housekeeping items out of the way? First of which, yes, housekeeping, indeed, uh, are our online presence our online presences. First of which is our website, which is ahpod.com, A-H-H-P-O-D.com for everything about the show. You can also find us on social media on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search for America's Hometown Horror or Hometown Horror uh, and you will find us. You can also email us at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, a reminder that we're now partnered with two great horror brands, including Horror Facts Magazine, which you can find at horrorfacts.com for all sorts of horror news, reviews, podcasts, and all sorts of fun things if you are a fan of all things spooky, just like us. And, of course, have to mention that we are now partnering with Fangoria to give our listeners an, ex- an exclusive, excuse me, 20% discount. Just head on over to shop.fangoria.com slash hometownhorrorpod, or when you're at the shop, just use the, uh, the code Hometown Horror Pod for again an exclusive 20% discount for listeners to our show. You can use it on merch, you can use it on a mag- magazine subscription. Again, head on over to Fangoria and treat yourself. Treat yourself, treat yourself, treat yourself. Treat Anywho, yourself. <clears throat> well, you've heard one of them already. I sh- I'd be remiss if I did not uh, give the floor to my fellow co hosts. What's up to Andrew and Kat? Hello. Good evening. What's going on? Good evening. I actually figured out where "Good Evening" originated for, and I don't think it was Vincent Price. That's okay. Well, I mean, that's that's one that we're referring to. I was, what do you think it's from? I was watching. I think I was. I was like still on Peacock, and I was like falling asleep. I had just watched a few movies, and I threw on uh, the show Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Uh, and he says, he good, says evening "Good Evening" at the not like that, but he's close. It's still the. Like maybe a, I can, uh, maybe my, my free time since spooky season is coming, I can create a good evening compilation good of evening. Uh, just all sorts good of people evening. saying good evening. Yes. Vincent Price definitely has said it before. Oh, too. yeah. And that's the most yeah. recognizable one, I think. But. And um, actually, I, I completely forgot to even mention this to you, Andrew. Um, so, uh, Tony from Spooky World, the movie, is in the process of uh, remastering and re uploading all of the old episodes of their podcast up onto uh, their YouTube channel. And he included like their new, their newer like video intro that he did, which has a clip of Vincent Price saying "Good evening." Oh. At the so I feel like I'd, we'd kind of be ripping them off at this point, but I don't think that they would care very much. Uh, so anyway, Andrew, Cat, hello, and uh, Matt is actually off tonight as uh, he is getting prepared to tie the knot and get married. Uh, so I think we may not be we we may be without Matt next week as well, but that that remains to be seen. So uh, we'll get Matt back at some point. He may be a married man at that point. He's getting married. He's getting married. Cat, what's going on? Not much. Not much. What's going on with you? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. I mean, usually at this point we kind of jump right into some of the stuff that we've been watching as uh, as we usually do before we start talking about our topic of the evening. I just I just ate some pizza. Yeah. And some Apple, uh, Apple Jacks? Uh, you did not eat Apple, apple Jacks. Uh, you ate Apple Crunchies, the market basket brand of Apple Jacks, because you opted to not buy the brand name cereal. So yeah. Much cheaper was it, like two bucks, One of though? those. I don't know. I just saw them, and I took them. They so weren't the right next to them. The fact that she doesn't even look at the, the real one 
should say a lot like, to you oh, about her have... level of commitment to the to the craft of cereal. Well, Can't they just have fair. cereal bags that are just giant Ziploc bags? Wouldn't that be easier? I mean, they have giant cereal things at BJ's. Yeah, the big plastic. No, but it's not a Ziploc bag. Right. Well, they like, need with, like, advertising. Zip, the burp, you know, like the patented, not the patented burp, because that's Tupperware. They could just but. sell the bag, but then it's an extra layer for tip of the bag. So no, no, then... the bag in the box, but with the Ziploc, so that it doesn't go stale in seven minutes. That's true. Yes. Just my two cents. But then you wouldn't have to go out and buy more because it was stale. It's all about advertising and sales. Mm. This is good cereal talk. You uh, (laughs) can only get this here. I'm craving cereal now. Yeah, horror movies and cereal. We have like four different cereals upstairs. We have strawberry Cheerios. We have chocolate uh, frosted flakes with marshmallows. We have apple crunchies and. Um, Hocus Pocus 2 yeah. cereal that Mike bought. And did buy Cat the Hocus Pocus 2 uh, Berry Brew cereal. Uh, so have you had to have you had have you tried any yet? No, I haven't opened the box. Right. I don't know if I should. Just keep I it as a collect. I, I haven't op- I haven't opened the Monster Mash cereal from last year yet. <laughs> I feel like you should just have a shelf of right? like different, cereals. different spooky cereals. Um, so speaking of spooky cereals, I, I have I have people have sent me pictures of uh, the Monster cereals out along with. Uh, Halloween Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles and mm. Halloween Captain Crunch. Mm. I have not seen them in the wild yet. Uh, I've not oh. seen anything. I'm gonna have to Target. be on the hunt then. Maybe go down to the uh, good old Target or. So I checked. Market. I've checked the Target before. Uh, I've checked the Kingston Target and I did not back? see anything there. Um, I when I went into Market Basket to get that cereal for you, I did not see any monster cereals either. Huh. They had Halloween Captain. Excuse me, Halloween Captain Crunch, Halloween Fruit Loops. Which had uh, marshmallows in them. I feel like that's all they do is they just put yeah. marshmallows in the cereal. But I felt like the I felt uh, the I uh, don't hate marshmallows in every cereal. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I ended up I ended up picking up the uh, the Pocus Pocus cereal for you, and the, along with the chocolate frosted flakes with spooky marshmallows, which you ended up turning into like uh, cereal treats. Oh my goodness! Can we do like a mini episode on on spooky cereal tastings? Interesting enough about the Hocus Pocus cereal though, no marshmallows in that one. No, no marshmallows huh? yeah, in that just one. Like, weird berry flavor. They should have just had like Bette Midler as a mu- as a marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Back to the cereal idea. Can we do that? Can we do that as an episode? Of just like a mini like a fifteen minute episode. Yeah, we talk about our three favorite cereals. spooky cereals. We can table that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have been known to buy myself some spooky cereals, yeah. so I could, uh, I could be. We could uh, do a review where we eat it on the show, so yes. you can listen to us yeah. eating cereal. Just, yeah, listen. And then we can have go, people and then we getting crunching sounds. And then we can go. Hey, guess what? This cereal tastes just like the one you're. Eating and the one you're, and they all taste the same. Yeah, right. It's, it's the same cereal with different shapes. Right. <laughs> Maybe we'll need a palate cleanser in between. Yeah. A glass of chocolate milk. <laughs> Andrew, in addition to lusting after cereal, what have you been uh, watching over the last week since we last talked about uh, scary movie uh, number three? Which actually, see. Kat, I, I, I gave you some shit at the time, and actually, it seems like people are listening to it. So, oh, most people are, are listening to it. Oh yep. boy. All right. I know you. Uh, you. I know there's one uh, couple. Couple big. I watched things a couple watched. things. Yeah. Um, We'll start with the rewatching of Storm of the Century. I started watching that yesterday. Yes. Did you finish that, it? Yes. I watched the first two episodes. So I so think like, it's it's broken like into like two thirds. Yeah, it's broken through, into right? three. Yeah. Which I don't know. If, I thought it was like six episodes on TV. Hmm. So maybe they combined them. I forgot that. Because it was I feel like, like I remember it being like a three-night event or something. Yeah. So like maybe because yeah. like, it's about an hour and a half each. I have the DVD. Still. As good as I remember it. Oh, yeah. uh, the only difference this time is last time I watched it, I think I watched it on like YouTube, and it was like this super shitty, like grainy version. Yeah. Whereas now it's like much clearer. Redigitized. Um, it's still amazing. Tim Daly's great. The guy that plays Linoge. Yes. Yeah. Uh, calm, uh, calm. Calm Fior. Yeah. Yep. He's great, especially when he turns into I can't remember like the town manager's mother. It's like 
eat your eyes in hell every day. It's like so good. She's so creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Storm, great Storm of the Century is a great Stephen King oh, thing. I want to watch it we, we, I feel like I kind of want to watch it now, too. Well, the good news is that uh, with spooky season upon us, there's a lot of time to be had uh, yes. watching lots of spooky things. So we can add that to the list. Because mm-hmm. I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen Storm of the Century since it first aired. Like, when oh, I really? Watched. Like, yeah. I don't think I really, I don't you think I have. I know you do, which is crazy. It's probably like right on the top of the list of the bin. No, it's I meant like crazy in a good way, like crazy awesome. So yeah. All right, what else? Um, I also rewatched 1995 anthology Tales from the Hood. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yes. Yep. Amazing. Yep. It was directed by uh, Rusty Kandif, who also directed a bunch of the uh, I think three seasons of the Chappelle Show. So he was really yeah. That's what he's mostly known for. Hmm. Uh, It's got Clarence Williams in it as the Mortician, who you will know as uh, Samson from Half Baked. Oh yeah, I didn't, yeah, know, yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah, realize yeah, it was yeah. that guy until so I rewatched it. I was like, oh yeah, that crazy motherfucker. Like he looks, he's like perfect for that role. Oh. He should have been Mr. Glass. Now that I'm thinking about it. Ooh, that actually is a pretty good. Call. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a way better. Mr. Yeah, Glass. well, I, I feel like I feel like yeah. Samuel L. Jackson is doing an impression of oh, him yeah. when he's trying to portray. I, I feel like Glass. that too. Yeah, uh, really underrated. I think anthology that's very good. So I I've seen that once. It was a long time ago, and I I I need to revisit it because I've heard it's actually like way better than you would think. Like yeah, it the, was the, um, yeah. executive produced by Spike Lee. Um, so okay. it plays on a lot of like police brutality and stuff like that. Yep, within it. Actually, Mr. Morgan's in the first one. Oh, really? Yeah, Mr. Seinfeld, Morgan's in, and yeah. Cor- Corbin Burnson's in one of them, too. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's, uh, okay. it's very entertaining. It made me laugh, but it's also, like, yeah. they're actually, like, good segments with some good, like, um, practical effects. Okay. Very Not, nice. I mean, cheesy practical effects, but what more could you ask for? Yes. Um, but the one that I was... Oh, yeah. I was most excited to see was I finally watched Titan, the uh, French... Uh, Titan. Titan, I believe. It, I don't think yeah. it's pronounced Titan. Uh, I've heard I've heard a lot about this movie. It's, yeah, it's, it. it's not it's not Titan. It's Titan or Titan. Titanium, or, yeah. I think, is technically. Yeah, but I don't know. It's a it's a French film from the uh, director of uh, Raw, correct? Um, yes, French film from Raw. I forget her name. Julia here, uh, Julia no. Ducourneau, I believe. Uh, yes, I believe that's correct pronunciation. Um, the girl from Raw, Justine, plays another girl named Justine in this movie. She's not in for the whole movie though. Um, one of the weirdest movies I think I've ever watched. I still don't know if I liked it or not. I think I liked it. Um, a lot of the horror, a lot of like the body horror gore and all that stuff is like the first like thirty to forty five minutes of the movie, and then there's really not much after that. Mm-hmm. All you gotta know though is like so it's, it's this little girl who's driving her car with her dad, and she's kicking his seat. So he turns around because she starts to take off her seatbelt. He's like, "Cut your seatbelt on!" And he smashes into a car. She ends up getting like a titanium plate put in her head. Um, and immediately after that, she, like, basically disowns her parents and she runs outside and just hugs the car and is, like, in love with the car now. Like, she has a bond with this car, which is interesting, um, which leads to about mm, 15 minutes into the movie, she's now working as a show dancer for, like, a motor show and uh, on all these like, vintage cars. And she's, like, dancing and stuff. And then she goes, she has a situation that arises where a pretty gory scene. But then she goes back into the club and she's, like, taking a shower to clean herself off. And suddenly she hears, like, this banging, and it's the car has, like, turned itself on, like, Christine, outside. And she basically goes outside, sits in the car, and fucks the car. <laughs> like, that's so weird. <laughs> Sounds like you're giving, giving away quite a bit of spoilers. Well, that's within, like, ten minutes. This is all within, like, ten minutes of the that movie. Is like, okay. There's no, there's no spoiler. That's not a spoiler. That's just, um, 
that's just what happens in the first ten minutes. It's, it's a, it's more of like a story of like grief and how people handle trauma. Okay. It sound it's the like gen- it by the woman it, fucking it, your car. It really does. <laughs> like that. That part's. I don't know what that's supposed to Did symbolize. She, like like cry there's symbolization. When the engine dies. Or something? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it, it, get, it doesn't get any less weird from there. So, okay. um, I highly recommend watching it just for the sheer fact that you're not going to see a weirder movie in your entire life. It's very well acted, very well directed, interesting concept for a movie. There's some very deep meaning to this movie. I just haven't yet to wrap my head around it because I was more just like... Crack the code. There's plenty of scenes in the movie too where you're, you're doing one of these because you're like, I don't really want to see this. Yeah. Um, like most foreign films that I watch. Yeah. So I think Matt would love I don't know. Matt hadn't like, seen this one. I, he, I don't think he had it, so it seems yeah. like a movie that he would love that Cat would hate. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You would have no interest yeah. in that. Yeah. So Mike, I don't I'll, know. What, I'll have would, to find time to watch it when Cat's not you around. You would just yeah. be probably like how I felt. Like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck just did I just happened? watch? Yeah. Like, what was this? Yeah. I, I have heard that it is incredibly weird, and yeah, that's the about all I'll say at this point because I, I, I feel like I knew some stuff about the movie but I, I kind of want to go in knowing as little as possible. Um, where did you find that? Just out of curiosity. That was on Hulu. Hulu. Okay, so it's on Hulu so you can just watch it now. All right. Hulu and Tales from the Hood was on Peacock. Storm of the Century also on. That's right. Okay. Excellent. Anything else to report on, my friend? <sighs> That's about it. I can't think of anything else that I may have watched. If I did, I was falling asleep when I watched it so irrelevant. Okay. Fair enough. Kat, uh, I know we haven't been able to watch as many things as we'd like to because we've been pretty busy. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about Lock and Key? Yes, I right. do. Yeah, I was okay. hoping you would ask. This is so far. This is so far up your alley. It's it's like perfect you for you. Did you watch it at all? No, Mike was telling me about it a little earlier. He'd hate it. He'd absolutely hate it. I mean, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, t- definitely. Yes, def- okay. definitely. Definitely, maybe. Well, I like it. I know. Okay, well, so... Okay, so... <laughs> we have differing opinions. I know. Let me talk He just talked about a movie that you would hate. So Correct. we have differing tastes I and opinions. I still watched it, though, and I still right. discussed it. So, so I just... Talk to us about Lock and Key. I will talk if you let yes, me. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> so I rewatched all of season one, um, because Mike said he already remembered it, but I just don't really remember things very well. So I was like, you know what, I'll give this a binge. So within, like, a couple days, I watched the entire season one. And um, it's a... I mean, if you don't know the basis of the story, it's about this family who's starting fresh. They move back to... Um, it actually takes place in Massachusetts in some fictional town. I a fictional town named name. Matheson, Matheson, Massachusetts, named after the author Richard Matheson. And in the book, it's actually called uh, Lovecraft, Massachusetts. But they changed it uh, from Lovecraft to Matheson for the TV series. Oh. Yes. That's a fun fact. Go ahead. Um, so it's about this family who moves into this creepy house. It's super old. And the kids there find these keys, weird things, and it's it's cool. I like it. I think, well, I just like these, you know, kind of childish, weird horror movies. But it's not even really horror. There's definitely elements, though. There's demons. There's, like, some of the keys are turning into ghosts. Like, there, it's, it's a fun story of how this family, like, evolves from when they moved from Seattle to, and all their relationships, like, the... the brothers and sisters and the mom's relationships and all that stuff and just like exploring this house and figuring out what these keys do and what the backstory is because their their father died which you learn about very early on 
and they're trying to put together his past, and they find out that he, like, hid a lot of stuff from his past, and his brother doesn't remember a lot of things. It's it's cool how they just start discovering things here and there. Right, because, because the house has been passed down from their his their, their deceased father's family for generations upon generations right. upon generations. So there's a lot of history and... Right, and there, yeah, there are some supernatural things going on, and you know, the the keys that they eventually continue to find, you know, unlock certain doors in the house and give them certain magical abilities. You would think the magic. So this seems like this would be right up your alley. You didn't like this. It's didn't you say? Didn't you just say it was Lovecraft? So it's it was it was an it was an homage to H.P. Lovecraft. It it is a TV fourteen rated Netflix show. Oh yeah. That is very, very fan- dark fantasy slash slightly supernatural horror. So if this was TVMA, it might be... Uh... Could be better, for oh, sure. Oh, TVMA, it would be spooky. Uh, it would really be spooky. way, way better. Um, and and I, I mean, so it's... The thing that kind of drew me into it at first... The first season came out a few years back, and Kat and I watched it at the time. And it was okay. I, it didn't really grab me as much as I had hoped it would, but it's the, the, the books are written by Joe Hill. Um, which is Stephen King's son. Oh yeah, you told me that earlier. Right. So that's kind of what drew me into it, and it's like this is the this is like the biggest. I, I know Stephen King writes a lot of fantasy too, and he wrote the Dark Tower stuff. But I think maybe I just haven't read enough Joe Hill. But Stephen King is more pure horror, and Joe Hill writes a lot of fantasy, dark fantasy with like horror elements mm. in it. And that's probably intentional because he's probably like, I don't want to be my dad. And I mean, the sh- his short story collections, are, like I said, I went over that when we talked about the Black Phone episode. Um, pretty good. I didn't really like that show Nosferatu, which is based on his book that we watched that on was, AMC. Kind of, you that show to sucked. Up, but it never really it never, did. It, again, never grabbed me. Did Very, you read the book? I did not read the book, so, but okay, I knew it was by that. him. But, it, but again, that, dark fantasy with some horror elements, and then. But that again took place in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Yeah, he, which well, is he's so again. They're fr- he's from New England, so is Stephen King. So he sets a lot of his stories there, and also I, you know, I don't re- need to rehash how much I was disappointed by the Black Phone. But obviously, a different type of story, not really that much fantasy, yeah. more of a straightforward, like you know, thriller horror story. Yeah. I maybe I'm just not that big of a fan of Joe Hill. I don't well, know. But yeah, Lock and Key's okay. The second season's like decent so far. We watched a couple of. Uh, episodes of the second season, and then there's a brand new third season that just came out that I'm very excited about. The final season, apparently. The it's final uh, season. They're ending it after the third season because I don't think a lot of people have been watching it. So, I guess we shall a well, see. They didn't come out with it came like it's like a year or two in between seats. That's why not a lot of people are watching it. But I mean, I appreciate a show that can actually wrap it up and just not keep going. And no one to stop. I mean, I agree. I understand that. That it's it's good to have a good, you know, definitive beginning and a definitive end to a story. But yes. I think also, uh, Netflix. If if, if if the viewership was up, Netflix would milk yeah. it for all that it was worth and run it five or six seasons. Yeah. So that goes to show you that it's probably not doing as well as they had hoped. But Net- yeah. Netflix very rarely cancels things early on unless they're an abject failure. So, um, yeah. So that's Lock and Key, which we- you can find exclusively on Netflix. Also watch that Devil in Ohio show. Yeah, we gave that a shot. That's another show that is a top ten Netflix show that you wanted to watch. No, um, no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because no, no. I wanted to watch a movie and you were like, no, I don't want to watch that movie. I want to watch this. So you we put said, on like two episodes. You, and no, it's, no, no, it's, no, no, no. That was not how that went. It was more interesting than Lock and Key so, so far. Okay, is it have potential? Can... Is that a TV fourteen thing too? No, it's not. I I don't know. It's um. It's basically it's a. I don't know. Mike it's thought a, it looked interesting, so we started to watch it. Of the things that you wanted to watch, I found it to be the most interesting. <laughs> it's about a girl that basically shows up at a hospital uh, with a pentagram carved into her back, 
and uh, nobody knows who she is or where she came from, and the resident psychologist at the hospital decides to take this girl home and foster her until they can find her a home. And, I mean, nothing really too crazy had happened yet. We watched, like, the first two episodes, but... But you said culty things, this, that, I find, yeah, I find, like, satanic worship stuff, like, kind of interesting, but this, again, seems like a top ten Netflix, like, neutered version of, like, a TV series. Like, it's, like... see how it goes. It's it's a limited series, I'll say that. It's it's only eight episodes and it's done, so it's not going to continue on, so there'll be a definitive end to this story as well. And that will be nice. I like definitive ending. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, probably the best thing that I've watched all week is getting caught up on, you know, uh, the latest season of What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. We watched, like, three episodes last night, and this, I think this might be one of the stronger seasons. So funny. So far. Do you, are you caught up on it? Yeah, I have the last episode left. Yeah, which is, uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, and it's over, which I can't believe that this season is already almost over, because I feel feel like like it just just started. But we watched last night, uh, the one where where Guillermo's boyfriend comes, and then also the one where they're on, like, the the Flip This House one, or, uh, Flip It or whatever the show was called. Flip It or Fuck You. Uh, Flip It or Flop? No, what is it? I forget, but that was so great. It was awesome. Oh, my God. It was so good. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Um, Those guys are pretty funny. The Skylar, the Sklar Brothers. Yeah, the Sklar Brothers. Yep, yep. So they're, they're always good to see. And, uh, yeah, just a couple of quick news things here. So we were talking about a couple of Netflix shows here. Uh, so Netflix today, I guess, dropped their uh, their lineup, which a lot of stuff has already been announced, but for their annual uh, October release slate, which they, you know, call Netflix and Chills. Oh. Uh, see what they did there? Yep, get it, get it, get it. Spooky. Netflix and sex and scares. Um, so volume three of Unsolved Mysteries is going to be coming on Octo- starting on October 18th. And it's Unsolved gonna be, Mysteries? That's correct. Who's that host again? Yeah, Angela Robert Lansbury. <laughs> yeah, right? That's, that's a deep cut for people that have been Angela listening for a while. Like a long time ago. So we're getting uh, three new episodes of Unsolved Mysteries, or three nights of Unsolved Mysteries, starting on October 18th. I guess it's going to be a three-week event. A new season of a new Unsolved Mysteries would be new. Yes, okay. that's what that means. Yep. They're not old. Yeah. Yeah. New? Yep. <laughs> Uh, and then also, so I, I posted a picture about this. Jesus, like, what are we, what are we even doing here? Andrew what, what, what are we even doing here? <sighs> Why do we even bother? Um, Let's so, just skip it. <laughs> um, so I posted a picture on our Instagram page of this uh, the other night. But uh, so Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando kicked off last Friday night uh, for their 31st year. Technically, this would be their 32nd year uh, because they had that year that COVID canceled everything. Uh, but it's just crazy to me that it's been uh, 10 and 11 years since we've been to the event, Yeah, because we were 21, right? We went to 21 and we went to 22. So actually, 10, 10 years ago, we went to 22, which was the one that had the uh, Walking Dead that time that we went. And but, 11 uh, years ago, they had the casino one. That's correct. Um, so yeah, Halloween Horror Nights. Spooky season is here, so haunted attractions are opening. Now granted, not every haunted attraction opens at the beginning of September like Halloween Horror Nights and runs for a full two months. Yeah, or uh, in, into the beginning of November, but yeah. I, honestly, it's one of their biggest money makers. It is. So it, it, makes it would sense. make sense. Well, they have the space and capacity and oh, manpower yeah. to do it. And they, honestly, they, they do the best haunted houses in the business. So obviously, I'll, I'll always have a love for some of the smaller scale haunted attractions. But I mean, you talk in terms of budget and scale and quality and movie oh, level production, you can't really beat what Universal Studios is going to do. Maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe, Andrew, you, uh, you shouldn't have dropped the ball and uh, should have gone this year to check out some of the houses. You could have been a field reporter for us. I there. could still possibly go. It just depends on a lot of things. So yeah, we'll you see. could still go. Uh, and for those who haven't been following it, there are houses this year based on uh, the music of The Weeknd, which I guess is one of the more interesting houses this year. Uh, the original Halloween movie. Uh, there's a Universal Monsters house. 
And then there is a, uh, actually probably the one I'd like to go through the least. It's called The Horrors of Blumhouse, and it uh, is a split house between The Black Phone and Freaky, which was the Vince Vaughn movie oh, that we watched. Uh, I feel like that would be a corny haunted Yeah, house. Well, because those are... T- yeah, it's, well, I, it's, I, I don't see any way that they would kind of mesh together in a, a way that makes Unless any sense. Probably like, just divided, like literally split in half. half Universal must have some sort of a, an arrangement with... You know, with uh, Blumhouse. Well, I'm sure they have those YouTube walkthrough videos, right? Do they have? Did they oh, have I've already watched them for all all ten haunted houses. I've oh, already watched already them all. Them? Oh yeah, they're already up. They were up on Friday night after oh, the event so dropped. So what do you yeah. think of the haunted houses? I mean, ha- not having not <laughs> having walked through them, I, yeah, they, that's kind of a big difference. Yeah, they looked pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, the set the sets and everything looked fantastic, just like they do every year. Yeah. So. Yeah, Halloween Horror Nights is open on both coasts, and I'd be remiss if I did not mention, and I know Matt is going to be excited for this, uh, we will not be able to watch tomorrow night as we will be doing a fantasy football draft live at the New World Tavern. Uh, as of this recording, if you're listening to this recording, it'll be tonight. Uh, 101 Scariest Movie Moments on Shutter drops its first episode tonight, which would be Wednesday, September 7th. So if you're a Shutter, Shutter subscriber, go on over and check that out. That's a nice little tongue-tie, Shutter subscriber. Shutter subscriber, Shutter subscriber, Shutter subscriber, Shutter subscriber, Shutter subscriber. How about that? Maybe not. Yeah, not too bad. You try. All right, guys. <laughs> we got anything else before we uh, dive right on into tonight's topic? Um, negative. Okay, excellent. So that means we're talking about uh, another movie, and this one was my pick, and we're going to be talking about a 2017 film. Again, another Netflix release, because apparently all we're doing is talking about Netflix tonight. Netflix. Uh, this is a whole different level of quality of Netflix entertainment, though, than I think any of the prior things that we were talking about here. Wait, and of course, wait, pause. Uh, this was a Netflix release. That's correct. This movie. That's correct. Oh, I don't think I knew that. That is correct. That's correct. Huh. And this movie, uh, you may be wondering, it is called The Ritual, which came out in the year of our Lord 2017. And I mean, if there was ever a Mike movie through and through, I feel like this is. Uh, oh, but this there's is no one right worms. Here. It's a monster movie. Well, it's a, it's a Mike monster. There's no Walshy Worms. Wor- Walshy Worms is a, th- is a thing that Matt and Andrew made up as a joke. Um, I do like the Tremors and tentacle movies, but that doesn't mean I'm, I exclusively like tentacle and worm movies. So, despite what you might think... Despite what we may portray... Do you even like know what I like? Yeah, yeah, worms. Yeah, I see. No, you don't. Because you don't pay attention. I got worms. Yeah, I got worms. you like monsters and aliens and supernatural things. Yeah, this is all of Yeah. Monsters. And, uh, yeah, I think this is a great little monster movie. It's one of the more underrated horror movies to come out in the last five years, Um, I think. And when we go through the year 2017, there are some really good movies that came out that year, and I think this is probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Also, I have to say, probably is one of the most original, scary, and off-putting creature designs that I've seen in a movie, like, in recent memory. Remember the first time I watched this? I hadn't seen this since it first came out in 2017, and I always liked it, but I just never got around to revisiting it. And I remember I was blown away the first time I saw this monster, because you really haven't seen anything like it. You see it from far away, it's bizarre. You see it up close, and you're like, what the fuck? And then it's just, you keep getting glimpses at it, and, uh, you know, they, they subscribe here to the old Jaws theory, which uh, at the beginning of the movie, you see less. Sometimes less is more. You see little snippets. You see things moving through the trees. You see a hand move. You see eyeballs in the trees. And they, they do such a great job of keeping you in suspense of what this actually might be until they do show it to you. When they do, 
like, oh man, what it's the uh, fuck yeah, is it is <laughs> absolutely <laughs> worth your time. Um, and I've talked a lot about this in the past. I just think the makings of a good monster movie start with a good plot, and the plot in this movie is very good. And you know, obviously, when you put characters in a situation uh, that is interesting. And then you add some sort of supernatural or monster element, or a killer, or a slasher. So any 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 horror movie, really. But we're talking about a monster movie here. Put characters in an interesting situation where there's already conflict, there's already some sort of backstory going on, and you throw some sort of element into that, it's going to create a great movie. And I think the entire backstory and subplot here about why the group is on this vacation and how they got there is extremely interesting. It is one of the driving forces behind the motivation of all the characters in the movie, right? Um, there's a lot of movies out there where the plot is terrible, but the monsters are pretty cool looking. This is definitely not one of those movies. Uh, and just, yeah, it's just a story about a tight-knit group of friends on a vacation, a, a bro vacation, or a, a lad, a lad's trip, as they say, since this is, uh, these are all British guys. And, uh, you know, the reason they're on vacation is because they've lost one of their own members of their group, and potentially maybe one of them being partially at fault for his death is, uh, creates conflict. What's funny about Always, it? No, it's not funny about <laughs> it. Um, but like, there's a lot of horror movies that start out where they're like, let's just go wander in the woods or let's go in caves or let's do whatever to celebrate our friend's death. Let's go on an adventure. And it's like, like The Descent. They're like, oh, you Took know. the words right out of like, my mouth. Yeah, like, this this reminds why? me a lot of The Descent in certain ways. Well, yeah. they, they were discussing where they wanted to go. He was the one who was decided that they wanted to go on a hike through the Swedish, basically, mountains. <clears> and the, he was the one that died. And it was his... He was the one that wanted to go on this trip, so they did it like to commemorate him. I know because it's they went on a trip just... every year. It wasn't like he died and they were like, "Let's go on a trip." It's there was just... a reason behind it. <laughs> yeah, it's just not what I would do if one of my friends. I mean, I'd be like, "Well, that was great," but I'm not. They also set up, didn't they? Like spread his ashes up there too. No, they uh, they, they put a photo of him oh, and yeah, lit a like candle and uh, they rocks. drank a flask of uh, like whiskey a, and yeah. This is a very nice gesture for your friends. You also go on these trips not thinking that that's going to happen. Well, they didn't have to wander through the woods. Well, stuff happens because movie. Right, I know. It's just funny. I personally don't think I would do that, but... Everyone, to each their own. Everyone's different. Well, yes, you're terrified of the woods. Well, so, yeah, yeah. I would be like hiking trips through the woods. I'd be like, hard pass. I'll wait here, and you guys go hike, and I'll be here when you get back. <laughs> yeah, and I think... And you uh, guys might not be, so... You know, I, I, I think, I think. well, there's very clearly supposed to be one main character in this, and that's right. the, the character of Luke, who's played by, I think his name is Rafe Spall, is how you say it. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's actually a pretty good actor. British guy. Uh, very good. But he is, uh, you know, kind of the main guy, and you can tell he doesn't really want to be there um, for various reasons. He seems uh, very much like a fish out of water. He's the one that's kind of just like, you know, hanging out, smoking cigarettes, looking forward to getting the hell out of the woods and, you know, getting to the next pub to kind of uh, move on with his life. He very much seems like the uh, the member of the group that has not grown up, and the rest of his friends are sort of like married with kids, and he kind of is uh, is, is the out, the outcast a little bit, which I think creates a little bit an extra layer of throws an extra layer of conflict in there, I should say. So again, interesting concept for a movie. This is definitely uh, you know this this has my fingerprints all over it. I love this movie. I think it's a great movie. If you have not seen it, it's extremely underrated. And uh, David Bruckner, the guy that directed this movie, has directed some great movies already and uh, is a name that you may hear more of in the immediate future, which we'll get to in a little bit here. So, uh, Andrew, Kat, thoughts on the ritual? Who would like to go next? Um, when you just pick this, I mean, I 
I saw this movie probably like a year after it came out. What an amazing movie! Like it's yeah. it's up there to me with like I, I don't know if The Void came out the same year, but that's like that same level of just like weird. Another one of my favorites. Fucking creepy movie, culty vibes going on. Like it's a great backstory, great acting, beautiful visuals. Like they shot this like on location. It looked like basically. I mean, uh, I have no they idea. shot it in Romania. I, I saw. Yeah. Okay, so. Kind of location, not really, but I don't know what Sweden looks like or wherever they were. Yeah, Nor- I think it was supposed to be Norway, Norway. in Norway, Sweden, like the yeah. Swedish Alps. That yeah, that area. area yeah, but yep. beautiful countryside. Um, beautiful. Good trees. Just kind of a very good, like believable group of friends. Like they, it seemed natural. Like they, as if they were fr- just friends, not in the movie. Well, like were they, they got all a, friends? They were I all mean, friends. They all, they all were friends. They've been doing this for years these trips they had they each had their own element there was the nerdy guy the good looking guy the whatever guy like they all had their own little the whatever guy quirky I mean I think they like were the all I think the there were three of them were pretty good looking yeah well, the guy who, like pees himself you know like the guy who's cowering in a corner the guy like, <laughs> there's I mean, reasons all just... for that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah there there are reasons that the pee they each have their own happens. quirks yeah, I I think in a, in the situation that they were in, I, I might have peed. My pants <laughs> I would as well. have shit myself. Yeah, probably just. I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. But like some of the best parts of this movie are just like like when they're in the cabin and they they all wake up and there's all this fucked up shit in there yeah. and nothing happened. Yeah, it was all like more just like in their minds because of the witchcraft and stuff. Yeah, but like the guttural screams in this movie are like yeah bone oh, yeah. chilling and the noises that creepy monster makes when it's out. Ugh. This There's is a scary some, movie. This is a scary fucking yeah. You watch this movie with the lights off by yourself, uh, it's scary. Yeah, like, especially if you're afraid of the woods like Cat. It's, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of, uh, there's a lot of scariness in this movie, for sure. Lots of elements that uh, can prey on your particular fears. I just really like how they, we'll probably get into that later somewhere. Okay. Are you going to get into the monster? One thing I was gonna, I was gonna say too, uh, you know, obviously this is a monster movie, I think, at its heart, but it also combines elements of movies like, you know, like the Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. or even move like folk horror movies, like uh, like uh, Midsommar or The Wicker Man, like that yep, type of thing. Yeah, you could throw that stuff. So in there's there. a lot, a lot going on here, which is pretty awesome. So, cat um, aside from thoughts on guys peeing themselves and the whatever guy and the handsome guy and the other guy, <laughs> and the, the nerdy, nerdy guy. guy and the nerdy guy and all that, what did you think about the ritual? I you, I know this is another one of those movies that you definitely had seen before because I recommended it to you. <laughs> We did not watch it on a plane. You asked me this last night. We did not like watch it on a plane. We did. I think we, we didn't. Maybe we did I did. Did I? Nope. Um, I, I, I don't know where you watched it. I watched it by myself because you didn't have any interest in it. I told you it was awesome. You watched it. And then you said you liked it too. And then we watched it last night and you had no idea that you have ever even watched it. Yeah. Yeah. It had you been on a plane by yourself without Mike? Um, when did this come out? 17. 2017. I feel like I would remember if I was on a plane by myself. Well, so. not by myself, but with other people besides Mike. Like, I could have been on a plane with, like, Jen. But no, with Okay, so you probably didn't watch it on a plane. Not the best time for a thought experiment right. on when you might have been on a plane so, by yourself. <laughs> but I thought that would take, like, two seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's okay. So what did you think of the ritual? I liked it. Two thumbs up. So, no, I'm dead serious, though. Um... It does play on all my fears, fear of the woods, fear of the dark, you know, and even, even, I'm not a big monster person, but I will say this monster is absolutely terrifying. Very creepy. Um, And even seeing the monster last night, when they do show you the whole thing, like you were saying before, 
and it has all these different elements. Can I talk about it? Are we going to talk about this later? Yeah, it's a five-year-old movie. I don't, I don't feel the need that we need to, you know, hide spoilers to the end. I've kind of been dancing around some stuff. But, I mean, I feel like even describing the monster in words doesn't really do it justice. No, yeah, no. Well, you kind like, of just have to see it. You see different pieces of it, too, and, like, each individual piece of it is terrifying by itself. Like, when you see just that it, it has human hands, it has antlers, it has this weird, um, like, moose body or something, or, like, whatever it is deer body but it's enormous and then its face is just these black this black nothingness with two glowing lights for eyes and you're just like what the hell is that like what you don't you can't even classify it as something it's not an animal it's not a person it's not really a thing and then they call it a god and it's just terrifying and as it's horrifying but yeah they do a great job of not showing i don't know how they could not show up behind that tree. I mean, it must have camouflaged. Really. It blends in. It's it, it's kind of like a tree in itself. It's like tree mm. beard mixed with like I don't know the Mothman and then some scary moose monster like the Wendigo something. Yeah, yeah big time Wendigo vibes. I thought. Yeah. Going, except it's huge. It's enormous. Huge, enormous. Yeah. Well, and then does it actually change forms into like that guy's wife, Gale? Or is he just hallucinating? There's I definitely some sort of I mind like, control yeah, I think element. It has, like, yeah, that mind control. Well, I think the mind control could that be from the witch that the like that the yeah. villagers are putting on mm-hmm. it? Also, so um, if you do a good time to talk about this now, since we're talking about this uh, this monster here. So basically, um, there is a basis for this creature in uh, Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, oh really? I didn't yep, know that. yep. So I guess the this name of the like, creature, and I could, I could, I could mispronounce this. Forgive me if I do. Uh, the creature is called a Jotun or Jotun. Oh, they mentioned that in the movie, yep. right? Um, yeah. And then I guess in the book they call it uh, Moder, which is the uh, the Norse word for mother. And the, in the book, the character is female, but the book's actually pretty different from the, the movie, um, which which you know. Have you, I can, have you read uh, the book? I have not read the oh. book. I, I read the plot summary of the book today when I was uh, looking all this up. But, yeah, so there is a basis for this creature in Norse mythology. And uh, I guess if you... So if we had the subtitles on last night, and I picked up on this this time around knowing this. Um, so they say that the Jotun or Jotun character in Norse mythology is like a bastard offspring of Loki. Yeah. Right? right. And Loki is the god of mischief in Norse mythology, so maybe... That's some sort of like god of mischief, mis- mischief, mischief type stuff going on, where the creature's playing tricks on these characters to try and lure them into this, you know, false sense of security before, you know, they're getting impaled and stuck into a tree with their guts hanging out. Gotcha. So, yes, yeah, maybe that's had something to do with it. Yeah, be there. Yep. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, I and I just complete. I didn't even notice this until I just read it, but. Um, I thought this was one of the more interesting creature designs that I had seen. And then I saw last year or the year before, Andrew, that movie No One Gets Out Alive. Remember that Netflix movie? Yep. Where there's like a monster that's in like a, some sort of a Mayan puzzle box. Is that the one I told where you it to takes watch place it and in you Detroit and like she's like yes a, she's an illegal she's illegal, in a, a, she's yep, in like yep. a house she rents that yes and so, so at the end the creature like, is very interesting in that too yeah. so it turns out that yeah. movie is produced by David Bruckner, who directed this movie. Oh. And that movie is also written by the same guy that wrote the same ritual universe. Novel. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. So interesting stuff. Yeah, both uh both yeah, of those both those stories written by a guy named Adam Neville, who is a British That movie was pretty author. good. Pretty good. It was good, yeah, yeah I liked it. It's gonna have the guy the, from Ozark in yeah, it. Yeah, the two brothers were really mm-hmm. fucking creepy. 
Oh, for sure. That was a good movie, actually. Underrated. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I gave it two thumbs up. I liked it, to, give, to quote Cat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Uh, any other generic thoughts on The Ritual before we jump into some more stuff? I get that they go into the house when it rains, but then when you find all those things, do you really stay in the house that night? I get that it's raining, but, like, you see that thing way upstairs, and, like, you get all these weird things Dude. going on. Do I? I mean, can you just make me no. make your tent and then move it outside and not stay in the house? We have to understand, I like, mean, you're still in that woods, in that section. I don't think it matters at that point if you're in the house or not. Right. And I think, like, you know, obviously, like, at that point, nothing too, too weird had happened until they go into the house. You have to realize, like, there's, you know, it's sometimes it's either, like, stay in the house or it's, like, stay outside die. in the rain and catch hypothermia. Yeah, because it's, like, it's, like, almost winter there. It's, yeah. like, freezing yeah. cold. Yeah, I mean, and they, they couldn't see their breath or anything like that. It wasn't snowing, so it wasn't like But if you get wet rigid, and it's 45, yeah, 50 you're, you're, degrees, you're, you're dead. You're going like to catch hypothermia and, and die. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Let's just see if you were put in that situation. You're going to be like, well, I have this nice house with the fire that I can possibly get started, or I'm going to sit out in the set up my tent in the dark, pitch black, dark rain. Yeah, no way. I'd go in the house. I'd go in the house and yeah. take my chances at yeah. that point. The odds, they're Plus, then at least they got a fire lit in the house, and, you know, and there's four of them, like, somebody could have stayed awake and shifts. They didn't opt to do that. They opted to all go to sleep and then have pants-pissing nightmares. Yeah, that's right. easily the best scene in the movie. Like, the acting in that scene, when they finally wake up, mm. they seem genuinely absolutely horrified. Like, it is yeah. impressive, especially the nerdy guy, when he wakes up from that dream. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. It looks like he's in, like, crying and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a nerd. Yeah. So. No, but it was very well acted. Good acting. <laughs> yeah, good, was, good yes, collection yes, of actors yes. in this movie. Yeah, yes. for sure. And it, it, very it's, a, it's a pretty, pretty small, self-contained type of story. It's really just a story about these four guys. Yeah. Until Or five guys, really, until you get into the end where there's a whole different element introduced, the yep. cult element, where you see a few different characters, but they're essentially the only characters in the movie, which, which is kind of like, cool. Okay, so there's this whole little town. Wouldn't they see or hear or something i get there in the woods but i mean they have this ha this house there they came across another house that they decided not to explore they got all these little things on the ground that are man-made and then they have this like village wouldn't they hear wouldn't the four guys like, they were pretty no. far away from that village and they yeah, were in the I middle don't... of the fucking words remember the woods the trees stifle the sounds can't hear as yeah. much noise. yeah i, I yes. just think i think you're meant to understand that this is just there in the vast and that's a wilderness. huge yeah. wilderness that's yeah. not just small like they see the, the he sees the fires lit at that village oh yeah when they like it's like they're like almost done with their and they're like way far away like you're yeah. never gonna hear that it's not like they have like it's not like it's your house where blast in like the 1975 having a fire this is in the <laughs> middle of the woods nothing is happening right they're just there and they go to bed at night and then they pray yeah. to this weird norse god yeah they have. yeah like <laughs> it's a little different circumstances do you guys, also accurate do you think that each one of those people like so what's the main guy's name luke I was thinking this when I was watching it yesterday. Do Luke, Hutch, Phil, and Dom, I believe. Dom, yeah. How often do you think that people go there and get, like, marked and get... Because, like, they came across a tent, like, they... But right. also, like, it seems like all of these people now live in, like, some past world kind of thing. But do you think that they all, like... They, there must be... They say that they can live forever under this god. Yeah. When you, when you say they live in a past world, do, well, do you try I mean, to say that they're old-fashioned? Is that way they live in yeah, an old-fashioned village? Yes, yes they're, a, they're a cult. They're a pagan cult, yeah, yeah. essentially. So, right. yes, they do live they in... They probably a, eventually at some point have to sacrifice one of their own, is my guess. Like, children that are born that aren't marked, yeah. because who's to say that they're marked, so they probably 
sacrifice them. Or they also sacrificed about, the animal that was in there. Think about Midsommar. The right. old people. Yeah, the old people themselves. sacrificing themselves. But they don't, they don't die. Old, they don't right? get old or die. Mm. They're just weirdos and that weird up. That was right. yeah. Listen again. No, I'm not There's saying a it's, lot of, I'm not saying it's, it's apples to also apples. Also, movie. Yeah, yeah. So like, you're not supposed to think about that too much in depth because anytime you think about the plot of a movie like this. You, you dig deep enough, you're going to be able to stab some holes into it. Because then you're like, this movie. chick that speaks English, like, does anyone else speak English? Has she been there that long? And she's like, just bow down because everyone else does. Yeah. Like, Perhaps she was she... the uh, the person at the tent. Oh, maybe. maybe. That's an interesting, yeah. interesting concept. Now, see, I actually thought that was one of the scariest parts of the entire movie is when they find that tent with all that stuff because mm. then you, it just adds an entire different level of dread onto this uh, onto this film, so... Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, anything else? I would like interested to hear. I'm sure, I'm sure it's been somewhere out there. But mm-hmm. of the four, why do you think Luke was marked? I don't know. That could... because he was I the most guilty. Because and I, I think he was the one that kind of had the most to overcome in the story, right? Because uh, okay. at the beginning of the movie, obviously. So you know, you've seen this. If you've seen this movie, you know. Obviously, it's right at the beginning. Uh, Luke and I think the guy's name is Ryan. After a night yeah. out of drinking, they go into a liquor store, which seems like it's Luke's idea. He wants to keep the night going, and he wants to buy a bottle of vodka. And they walk into the middle of an armed robbery, and Luke kind of slinks to the back of this convenience store and lets his friend get robbed and killed without even trying to defend him or intervene. Which we well, would have died too. Neither yeah, one uh, of them would have died if Ryan just took his fucking ring off. That's also true, that's but awesome. I understand, you know, it's my wedding ring, you don't need it, here's my wallet, here's my watch, I get it. But you should, should yeah, should have taken Dude, the ring off. My not fucking penis not, at that not, uh, not <laughs> worth losing your life over, yeah. and I really don't know that Luke would have been able to help him a little bit, but at least he could have made an effort. Um, well, two people make, against two people, yeah. it's kind of a... Uh, yeah, and he kind, of, he kind of left his friend to out, ha- to dry. out, out to dry, uh, for sure. That guy had, what, like a hatchet? or what? I don't know what that was. Uh, it, was a mach- it was a machete. Yeah, okay, I think it was a machete. Like, he yeah. had, like, a sword yeah. that he cut to his head. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, so obviously, like, that whole thing creates, like, this rift between the group of friends, and then Dom, the nerdy one, as Kat said, kind of, like, definitely is the one that holds it against him the most. I think him and Phil... Um, because Dom is what it says to him, like, you know, you got out of there without a drop of blood on you, and his fucking skull was split in half. Like, what the fuck did you do in there? Like, essentially nothing. So I think the fact that Luke was marked, I think that maybe that's why. Because he kind of... Guilt also more, I think, the fact that the god... Juhan, whatever it was. Jotun. 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 Marked him, because I feel like... He was looking for the weakest, most cowardly of the group. It's also knowing that he full wed yeah. would just bow down to him because he just wants power. He wants people to, yeah. to, to to grovel at his feet, and then you can live forever. And he figured that he would probably be the easiest of the four. That's, That's what I think point. why he was marked. And so he he kind of went hills in our eyes too, and just was like, nope. Yep. Fuck yeah, you guys. Even, even though he didn't really save anybody, but you know he tried. When he's up against the monster, and the monster like takes his head and smashes it onto the ground, like "bow down to me," like yeah. kind of thing. I thought that was pretty into those. Like. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, why don't we take a moment here to pause ninety seconds and get a quick word from our sponsors. 
It's official. The critic's decision is in. Spooky World is spooktacular. Enter the new black hole. If you dare. Or the new horror house of wax. This year, don't miss the real Jason, Bobby Pickett, or Alice Cooper. Phone the 24-hour Spooky World hotline. 508-838-0200. That's 508-838-0200. Spooky World is just west of Boston. And haunts every night from October 1st till November 1st. If you had the nerve, you'd phone 508-838-0200. It's American's horror theme park. Spooky World. Be scared. I'm the super sweet monster with the super sweet new cereal, Count Chocula. Piffle. Here's the super sweet new cereal, Frankenberry. But I've got chocolate sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. Well, I've got berry flavored sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor. Count Chocula. Frankenberry. Hi. <laughs> Frankenberry. Count Chocula. The new face of evil is going to scare you to death. Barrett's Haunted Mansion, it's a killer this year. Then be next door to the Abington Airlines. Barrett's Haunted Mansion, eat, drink, and be scary. Go to bhmansion.com. And we're back. All right, guys, uh, I mentioned this at the top of the episode here, but uh, 2017, we've done a couple movies from this year. Uh, very good year for horror. Yes. Very, very good year. Um, the movies that we've covered, um, I guess we, we you could say we've kind of covered it uh, because Which we did it? see it, the the 2017 version of it, not the, the miniseries. One? Well, the yeah, the one that came one. out in the year 2017. Yes, which would be It Chapter 1. Uh, because we did see it at the uh, Screens and Screens by Barrett's Haunted Mansion. Screens and Screens! Double feature with uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which the more and more I think about it, what a fucking awesome night that was. Good stuff. That was great night. And Aside then, from me freezing my tits off. Yeah, it was cold. It was definitely cold. <laughs> well, you should have got a blanket. Um, <laughs> also good Happy Death Day that year, which yeah. I know we covered, and the biggest shock of my life was that Andrew didn't hate that movie more than anything else hey, he's ever seen in his entire happy life. Birthday. But, I mean, I'll just run through them real quick because we've kind of covered, we've, we've talked about this year, I feel like, pretty extensively between, you know, some of the drafts we've done in those couple of movies. But, I mean, like, 1922 on Netflix, good Thomas Jane movie. I think, Andrew, you and I were talking about that because we were talking about our love for Thomas Jane sometime in the recent past. I think I brought that up on my Stephen King draft. You very well may have. Yes. That might have been one of those. Alien Covenant, I think, is completely underrated. Awesome. Uh, got killed movie. by critics, but I actually thought it was a pretty decent Alien movie. I know it kind of... Uh, it played the hits for me, so it gave me what I want in a uh, in an alien movie. Yeah. Um, still haven't seen this one, but I keep hearing that it's very good. Uh, Annabelle Creation, the Annabelle prequel movie, I hear is actually decent. Cat, uh, a movie I'm surprised that you have not seen, or you may maybe you have. I'm not sure. You ever seen the Babysitter on Netflix? No. It seems like a type of movie that'd be right up your alley. It's I hate a, Babysitter. It's a slasher Babysitter movie. Mm. Yeah, okay. They're actually like a van cult or some shit. Maybe, maybe something like that. I think I saw part of it with my niece. And I Samara like, oh. Weaving's in it, I guess. Um, Bella Weaver? Bella Thorne. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. You said Samara Weaving. Samara <laughs> Weaving. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. Close. Not this time. Uh, Andrew, we got Creep Two in 2017. Creep Two. Not as good as the first. No. Still a good movie. Decent. I liked yeah, it. Pretty good. Okay. Went to bed. Not bad. How do you um, guys remember? Well, I remember watching it. So he's he's reading a list of movies. So. 
off of 2017, so that's helping remember them. Because if he asked me what movies came out in 2017, no, I wouldn't remember them, but I do remember watching the movie. Yeah, I guess. Yes, I am reading off a list. Spoiler listeners, yeah. I'm reading off a list. <laughs> you don't, don't just I don't, I don't, I don't Mike know doesn't all. have an encyclopedia no. in his head yeah. of the Dewey Decimal System. Like, just You're in like a beautiful mind. Like, Sometimes I do, if anybody even knows what a Dewey Decimal System is. Sometimes I, I am a savant with certain weird random trivia, um, but not with this type of stuff all the time, so... Yes. Uh, we also got Cult of Chucky in 2017, which is a movie I have not seen. No interest. Uh, very good movie. Gerald's Game. Another yep. Netflix I movie. I haven't seen that, but I feel like I want to. It's a Stephen King story adapted by Mike Flanagan, who directed uh, Dr. Sleep, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, very good movie. Very, very good. With one of the all-time gross-out scenes. Just, oof. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Um, we also got Get Out in 2017, which there I feel like is, was a, you know, obviously a cultural phenomenon. The movie that launched Jordan Peele into the stratosphere. It wasn't the um, football, Jordan Peele this, this put him on a, a completely different level than the Key and Peele sketch yeah, football thing. Yeah. Um, obviously turned Daniel Kaluuya into a star. He got nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor for this movie. Um, but I still think, I, and, and again, I I think of the three Jordan Peele movies, it might be my least favorite. They're all very, very good. But I think I think I like Nope and Us better than Get Out. And I know you, you uh, kind of hold the same Off-topic question, Mike. I know it's yeah. sacrilegious to even suggest. Oh, boy. But I'm excited. if they were to do a remake of Jaws and Jordan Peele did it, would you be just a little bit interested in it? No. The answer is no right now. I would be intrigued. Because it wouldn't be even close to the same movie. It would be way different. Yeah. Well, it would have to be a lot different than the movie if they come up. They can't well, just they could be remade. I mean, at this point, you could remake it for a new the, audience that's never seen Jaws, so it could be like a... The only the only way that it would work is if it was a polar opposite type of experience yeah. from the Steven Spielberg movie. Like called Wodge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Swodge. Swash. Yeah, Swash would be. Jesus Christ. Wash. Like, what are we even talking about? Wa- we're talking about Wash. Yeah. You don't, you've never heard of Wash? Swash. Forget I brought it up. I actually, I, I remember we talked about this when I when I reread Jaws uh, a month or so ago, but I think I would actually rather see it if it was going to be done. And again, I'm not advocating for this. I'd rather see it done as like a TV miniseries type thing. Like on, a, like a, a, a big budget like Netflix, HBO, or something series that's different from the movie. If it, if the only way I would ever even consider watching it. And I think that Universal holds Jaws, in the original film at least, in too much of high regard to give the keys to that to just anybody. It would have to be somebody very special. Someone so, I don't special know. has to make Swash. Swash. Yeah, exactly. Is that like Swass? Yeah. No, it's Jaws background. I know what it is. <laughs> it's like, it's like I think the S should be yeah, silent, yeah, yeah. though. It's Wash. like uh, it's like you're... She's turning into a toddler. And she's run, we're, we're, she's run out of uh, patience and time, and like, now we're just God going... Yeah. No, it's reading yeah, signs yeah, backwards. Reading it'd, it'd, be and, yeah. it'd be the total opposite. Agreed. It'd be the total opposite of Jaws. Yep, it would... Yeah, reverse Jaws. Yep, I, I get it. I get the joke. Yep, I get it. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, we also got Mother in 2017, Mother. which I know you and Matt are both obsessed Mother. with, and then another Andrew movie. Uh, actually, two Andrew, mo- two more Andrew movies here to cap out uh, 2017: The Killing of a Sacred Deer, solid, and uh, Andrew's pick for uh, excuse me, Janthology. One of Andrew's picks, XX. Excellent movie as well. Yes, good, good little anthology film. Uh, let's see. 
The only other thing that I found, uh, fact that I found that was interesting that I haven't really talked about so far here was basically that the uh, original tagline that was going to be used when advertising this film was, uh, quote, they should have gone to Vegas. Uh, but apparently when they first started to market that film, that was right when the Las Vegas shooting happened uh, at Mandalay Bay. Probably not a good idea. So they opted uh, to not use that and they changed it to they should have gone to Ibiza. Which I guess is essentially like the European Vegas yeah. anyway. And so. they bring it up in the yeah. dialogue. Yeah, actually they do. It's, it's pretty funny. They do bring it up in the dialogue. So, yes. Um, okay. That might be what I have on the ritual. Top three of that year. Easy. I think it's... Yeah. I, I mean, I think for me, I really like Alien Covenant and It, but I might... Uh, this is de- definitely top three. I guess gun to my head, I'd say probably It, the ritual, Alien Covenant for my top three. I'd probably go. Get Out, close fourth, probably. <laughs> Alien Covenant is just more up my alley. Get Out, obviously, is very, is a better film than Alien Covenant. I get that, but, like, like you know. Mother, Ritual, Get Out. Just for weirdness of movie. Like, that movie's so weird. I gotta rewatch Mother. It's not... You don't have to. Like, I've seen it once, and that was enough. Yeah. I definitely watched it, but I forget it. I feel like... that. See, that that is just... Maybe it's just the way you operate, because there's no way you could ever forget I that movie. I don't have it's any so fucking memory weird in my, fucked up. my it's memory so bank strange. to save every so movie weird. that I've watched. Yeah. Takes okay. up too much discs. Apparently. What does? Movies. Yeah, movies. Takes up too much disc yeah, space? Yeah, I clear my cache in my head. Yeah, she empties her recycle Are you sure bin. you even have a cache? <laughs> Or is it just a quay waiting to ask questions? Is this a quay that like is processing? That I just hit the little I hit the little Xbox just to cancel it every time it starts to upload. I'm like, yeah, forget it. Oh, it's just buffering. It buffers. (laughs) Okay, it's time to go, Uh, guys. Anything (laughs) further on the ritual? Go see it, and if you didn't, then fuck you. Uh, Available on uh, Netflix. As always, yeah. will be. Yes, that's never yes. not going to be. Never, on never not going right? to be on Netflix. It's never be so, on if you're a Netflix a subscriber, platform. you're going to be able to catch it at any time. Fantastic movie. Fantastic. Also, yeah, that was a great all t- all time line by Matt. Uh, the end of Evil Dead episode. Miss, miss uh, yeah, tonight. it's great. And if uh, you don't like it, then fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. That was great. That was pretty awesome. That was awesome. So, uh, yeah, this is obviously is a great movie. Uh, one of my favorites of the year, 2017. And it's just uh, if you like monster movies, this one. You may this one may have passed you by, and uh, don't let it pass you by any longer. It's Go watch. Slaps. One of the good things about this the movie ritual. too is you don't even have to like monster movies to like this movie. You yeah, can, you could like like six different types of horror movies. Yeah, Cat like doesn't movie. like monster movies, so I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. There's, like this there's this movie offers so much. Yeah, right. Well, it's everything. about the monster, but it's not all about the monster. It's not all about the monster, correct? It's all about the he said, she said, what? bullshit. Yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> to quote Fred Durst. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for another episode of America's Hometown Horror. Thanks for checking us out, and uh, happy spooky season to you. Uh, Let's see. If you are listening to us right now, guess what? You can listen to our show the same place next week. But if you're looking for a new podcast platform, you can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, excuse me, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else you may get your podcasts. I have been Mike. Andrew has been Andrew. Cat has been Cat. And hopefully we will get Matt back at some point soon so we can come back and talk some horror movies with us. Get back. Honky Matt. <laughs> Honky. Very, nice. Very good, Andrew. Very good. I like that. That was good. Uh, this has been another episode of America's Hometown Horror. Thanks again, and say goodbye to your listeners. Goodbye. Good, good evening. evening. <laughs> and, uh... Adios, muchachos. Yeah, there, yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, bye. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. 
If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's hometown horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus, and Old Colony Cast. Head on over and give them a listen.